Alright guys, so this is SSD, Sustainable Self-Development, a podcast for people who want to get ahead in fitness and in life without driving themselves crazy. So if you want to look up a year from now and think, damn, I came a long way, but you don't want to burn out in the process as you get there, you came to the right place. We'll get into today's episode in just a second, but just want to let you know that we have an awesome community on Facebook in the form of a group which you can join, where we discuss and debate things, drop ideas debate over which person to interview for the next podcast and all that good stuff. So go to Facebook, type in sustainable self-development, or you can just check the show notes here and click the link there and you'll find the sustainable self-development Facebook group and you can join. Also, not sure where you're listening to this right now, but this podcast is available on a variety of platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbeam, and YouTube. You can find it on all of these platforms if you just type in sustainable self-development because luckily nobody is weird enough to name themselves in such a way except me. So look me up on these places and follow the show by subscribing so that you don't miss future episodes. And with that, let's get into the show. All right, guys, in this episode, let's talk about hunger. And um, more specifically, let's talk about hunger in a context in which it's typically not talked about. Because usually we talk about hunger in the context of how to manage it or how to keep it under control, especially during uh, dieting phases. And in this episode, I'd like to talk about a question which I haven't really heard about being addressed too much. And that is the question of how much hunger is okay during a diet. And when it comes to this question, I sort of heard two lines of thought, which were not really long and um, elaborated discussions, but more so just short sound bites or little mantras that people like to throw out here and there. And one of them was more so along the lines of you should never struggle with hunger on a well-designed and intelligently put together fat loss diet. And the other one is sort of the tough love type of approach, which kind of says, look, there will be times during a diet when you'll be hungry. So let's talk about this. How should we think about hunger and its presence during a dieting phase? You know, the first thing I want to start out with is that a soundbite like there will be times when you'll be hungry on a diet really has very little informative value. Because if you think about it, there are times when you're hungry when you're not on a fat loss diet too. I mean, how many people do you know who are not on a fat loss diet by any stretch? If anything, they are gradually gaining weight. They don't give a crap about what they're eating and they ingest a ton of calories day to day. Yet, you see them getting not only hungry, but hangry at times and complaining about how they're starving away here and there. Or to bring up an example that is probably a bit closer to us fitness people, let's say someone is on a dreamer bulk and is in a thousand calorie surplus every single day. That person is probably not hungry the majority of the time, but I mean, if he or she was to go long enough without food between meals, I mean, eventually they would get hungry too. So where I'm getting at here is that just saying with a frightening tone that there will be times when you'll be hungry on a fat loss diet is really not all that informative because the correct response to such a statement in general is that, yeah, there will be times when you'll be hungry, just like there will be other times like that at any other time in your life, basically. Now, this statement has some value to it, of course, if it actually addresses someone who has not actually experienced hunger whatsoever in his or her recent times, which, you know, realistically only applies to people who are not only overeating constantly, but they're also just constantly snacking and putting stuff into their mouth, which is to say, 
to people far, far outside of fitness circles. But, you know, I would suspect that this doesn't apply to most of you listening to this. Probably you're eating square meals. Some of you will eat more of these square meals. Some of you will eat less of them. But the point is, you know that getting full during a meal and then experiencing an increase in your desire to eat as your next meal comes is just a natural occurrence. So let's bring it back to the original question. How much hunger is it okay to deal with during a fat loss phase? And I would say that a good soundbite to use would be, you should never deal with debilitating hunger. Now, what do I mean by that? And here, I would use an analogy, which if you're sensitive to this kind of thing, you might want to turn your sound down, but it won't be too bad. And that is, I would compare hunger in this context to taking a shit. So bear with me here. You know, Having to go to the toilet is a natural part of everyday life. But, you know, for most people, it's a simple process that they don't need to think about too much. It actually just tends to blend into our daily rhythm, right? You know, you wake up in the morning, do your little rituals, have some coffee, and, you know, you'll go to the washroom. Now, if someone is struggling with some severe gut issue and has explosive diarrhea several times a day and they can't leave the house... Now, that's an entirely different animal. Now, we are talking about something that's crippling you. So similarly, hunger can be either a completely normal process that just takes place between meals and it's no big deal. It can even make your meals more enjoyable or it can be debilitating to the point where hunger is actually in control of you as opposed to vice versa. So is looking forward to a nice, satiating, wholesome meal and feeling like, man, I could eat now you know, before you sit down to eat, is that normal? Fuck yes, it is. Is it normal to struggle to fall asleep at night because you're so hungry? Or when you do fall asleep, just dreaming about food and, you know, not pancakes and ice cream, but just dreaming about eating some more salad and protein or to not be able to concentrate on your work during the day for more than an hour because you just can't stop thinking about your next meal? Is that normal? No. You know, barring a few special instances, such as being 5.5% body fat and trying to get down to 5% body fat for a bodybuilding contest, for example, where, you know, your body is just trying to get you not die by making you crazy hungry, or if you're doing a crash diet and you're purposefully starving yourself to lose weight as quickly as possible, these should not be problems that you're struggling with. You know, I have some memories uh, from the first time that I got down to about 8% body fat. I remember certain instances when I was walking home and I just looked up the hill where my flat was. You know, I was living on top of this little hill and my heart was just sinking that I have to walk up there and I need to go through all of that before I get to eat finally. And that was definitely a sign of me being just way too aggressive with my dieting strategies. Now, is it inevitable that the degree to which you're looking forward to your meals will increase a lot compared to baseline or that you will leave some meals feeling a little deprived or like you were hungry for more, but you said no to yourself to stay within your numbers? I would say that in a fully optimized ideal scenario, meaning that you could control everything to your own liking, it should not be inevitable. Again, Barring a few special instances like getting super, super lean or just losing weight and an exceptionally fast pace, you should be able to eat pretty much every meal to the point of being pleasantly full and satisfied. And the hunger that you experience before the vast majority of your meals should not be stronger than a reasonable, eh, I'd like to eat now type of hunger. 
The thing with this, though, is that most of us just don't live our lives in a fully optimized scenario as, you know, we don't live in a bubble. So life inevitably will throw some random things at us. So we'll need to manage that. So maybe we'll go lighter on food during the day before a dinner that we'll have at a social event. And now these lighter meals in a calorie deficit will be felt a little bit more than they normally would be. Or maybe on some days we won't be able to eat our meals when we normally would and waiting another two to three hours before our meals will be felt a little bit more than it normally would be because we're already in a deficit. So the point is, because we can't always eat and operate like clockwork, in reality, there probably will be times when we will have to deal with things like this. To use myself as an example, I'm currently cutting and hopefully it will be coming to an end soon. I eat on average four meals a day, so let's say 28 meals a week on average. I would say that 20 to 24 of these meals can be eaten until complete, pleasant satiety. I don't need to battle myself through hunger before them, and it's just smooth sailing for the most part. For the other four to maybe eight meals a week, there might be something which will force me in a non-ideal situation and thereby will force me to deal with some hunger here and then. So maybe I'll be in a place where I can't eat my regular satiating foods that will allow me to eat to satiety and not overeat. And I'll need to eat something more calorie dense. So I'll need to control my portions more. And, you know, then I'll feel like eating more at the end of that meal. Or maybe I will get to my meal a few hours later than I normally would be. So now that I'm already dieting, I'm like, man, do I want to eat now by the time I get there. But for the most part, hunger is not in control of me, I'm in control of it. In fact, I would argue that during a fat loss phase, even though, yes, your caloric intake decreases, for the most part, because food quality and the average satiety index of your diet improves so much, up to a point at least, there's often not necessarily an inherent need to experience greater levels of hunger at all. Now, Obviously, this will depend on how big of a gap there is between your regular diet in terms of composition and your fat loss diet. But for most people, there is usually a pretty big room for improvement. So maybe now you're getting a couple of hundred calories worth of rice cakes every day. Maybe now you can replace them with fruits or berries, which are a lot more satiating. So usually you can get a lot of low-hanging fruits like this, no pun intended. Now, what about the idea that you should use hunger as the proxy for your success? So in that case, basically your proxy for being on track with your fat loss is that you're making sure that you're hungry for a certain period of time before each meal, maybe for an hour, which is something that Georgie Fear, for example, recommends in her book, uh, Lean Habits. You know, I wouldn't say that I disagree with this advice, but I would almost consider this as a more advanced strategy. So I think that if you're super in tune with your body and your self-control and mindfulness is at some next zen level, then I think making sure that you're hungry before each meal and using that as a gauge for success can be a cool strategy. But I also think that at that point, you're basically kind of walking a mindfulness tightrope. And I just think that the average person is just a bit more fallible than that. You know, I know that I am. And I would consider myself to be more advanced than the average person in this regard. So I, for the most part, tend to be a bigger fan of some easier big wins that we can go for, such as, you know, eat primarily satiating, filling foods with lower energy density, 
have square meals during the day without snacking in between, three or four being the sweet spot for most people. These are easy guidelines that for most people will allow for being on average at a decent energy balance for them without having to dedicate excessive thinking to it. And the thing is that for most people, the tuning into hunger signals part tends to kind of take care of itself by following this strategy. I mean, if you eat three or four meals a day, distribute them across the day in some reasonable fashion, so, you know, maybe three to six hours apart, and you base those meals for the most part on filling lower energy density foods, then your hunger and satiety signals will fall into a normal pattern where you'll get nice and full from your meals, and before your subsequent meals, you'll get a bit hungry. It's not something that, for the most part, you should pay any sort of special attention to. Now, all that is not to say that sometimes putting the question of hunger into perspective is completely inappropriate. So, for example, if someone has been chronically overeating for years, basically, and is steadily gaining weight throughout the whole process and has zero connection with their hunger and satiety mechanisms because the only reason behind them putting something in their mouths or not putting something in their mouths is whether or not they fancy eating that specific food, irrespective of how hungry they were or when they've last eaten then yeah, in such a situation, it's important to point out that, look, you won't be able to keep doing that if you want to get lean. Or if someone has been eating by the numbers for so long that every meal is solely put together based on what their macro calculator says and have completely lost touch with their own bodies over time, then it can be useful to give someone some guidelines on this. I like to apply some easy mental heuristics here, such as asking yourself whether you're hungry for some pretty bland foods, such as some plain lean meat and salad. And if the answer is yes, then you are actually hungry and not just cravey. I also like the concept of making yourself fundamentally cravey for low-calorie, moderate to low palatability foods for the most part. So if you're generally looking forward to veggies, fruits, lean protein sources and the like, then you're most probably in a good spot with your energy balance. But for the most part, just simply following the simple guidelines of eating a reasonable number of meals a day without snacking in between and making smart food choices should take care of this problem. So once again, all in all, the answer to the question of do you need to be hungry to get lean? The answer is if you're dieting down to non-exceptional levels of leanness, you should basically be more or less just as hungry during dieting as during non-dieting, with the occasional exception when you're not able to control things with your food choices and meal timing in an optimal manner. So unless you're dieting down to contest-level leanness or you're losing weight at an exceptionally high pace, you will be hungry during dieting, but not necessarily because you're dieting, but because you're human. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a comment and subscribe if you watch this on YouTube. If you listen to this on iTunes, please leave a rating to help this stuff grow. SoundCloud and Podbeam, you can just follow me to be notified on future episodes. And to be a contributing member of this podcast, join the Sustainable Self-Development Facebook group where you can drop ideas about future podcasts. I very often ask my listeners for tips and advice on who to get on next. So if you're interested in getting into discussions like that, be sure to join the Facebook group. And if you don't want to go through the searching process, just click one of those links in the show notes slash video description. It is all there. All right. Thanks for hanging around up until now and see you next time.